0: What's going on, everyone? I'm Paul Monica from the Low to High podcast. And in this week's episode, I interview University of Maryland All-American defenseman, Brett Makar. Brett's from Yorktown Heights, New York, where he excelled in both football and lacrosse. Brett was an Under Armour All-American his senior year of high school and was ranked the number one defender in his class. At Maryland, Brett has been a starting defender since his freshman year and has stepped up as a leader in huge roles for his team. Brett spoke to me about his journey and why he wanted to become a Turk how much of an impact his hometown has left on him, and a whole lot more. Make sure to go follow Brett on Instagram, at BrettMayCar1. And if you haven't yet, be sure to follow the Loda High podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. I'll put the handles in the description below. Brett's a super nice guy, and he's a huge Packers fan too, so he'll be happy that they got a buy this week. But anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. The early bird, Brett Maycar, University of Maryland defenseman and All-American this past 2020. Brett, what's going on, man?
1: Not much man, uh, thank you for having me on today, Paul. Uh, appreciate it. Um, good holiday season. So, a uh, couple days we're doing a lot of eating and ready to get back to back to the grind. So,
0: for sure, for sure. How was uh, how was your Christmas and Christmas Eve? Uh, how'd you spend it? Were you spending it with your family?
1: Yeah, yeah, a uh, little more quiet than usual. Uh, I got a lot of, a lot of family in Yorktown, but with everything going on is a little bit smaller this year. But uh, I got my three brothers and my parents. So spending time with them is always nice.
0: That's good. That's good. Uh what was the uh what was the uh the dinner, the th- uh the Christmas Day dinner looking like uh this past year?
1: Yeah, well my mom always uh she does the turkey, she makes a really good turkey, and then uh, my dad's side uh, they always do pierogies around this time of year. They make a bunch of pierogies. My dad's polish on his side so that's kind of one of the things we've always looked forward to is, is making those pierogies and then being able to enjoy them on christmas eve christmas Day.
0: yeah for sure i mean i love pierogies so good i think they're a very underrated food <laughs> yeah,
1: no and doubt. um
0: and uh you get you get any good presents
1: yeah nothing too crazy this year uh, i think my favorite gift i got a new beach chair that was much needed um love going to the beach going to the uh, Long Beach Island every summer since I can remember so uh, having a, a nice beach is a necessity so that's definitely a gift that's going to be appreciated and well used
0: for sure for sure especially uh, would have been good for this past uh, this past summer I know since like I think a lot of people I think a lot of people went to the beach this past summer since the whole pandemic went on it was just a good yeah. escape for a lot of people
1: yeah I love the beach I'm a guy who's on the beach get on there nine o'clock in the morning stay on the beach till six thirty, seven o'clock no problem so
0: I don't know. I think after a couple hours at the beach for me, you know, the sand starts getting all over the place and (laughs) and you just find it every single part of your body. So I'm not a big fan fan of the sand, but uh, I do like going in the ocean every once in a while. So, uh, Brett, you ready to get started? Yeah, let's do it. So where are you from, Brett?
1: I'm from Yorktown Heights, New York.
0: Uh, When did you first start getting into lacrosse?
1: Second grade. Second grade YSC clinics. Um, like I said, it was always good having the, the older varsity players helping out and offering their time there. Uh, guys like John Rannigan, Ethan Fox, Yorktown Legends helping out at the clinic. Um, it was always cool. And then having Coach Mark, Coach Carney, and Coach Adam Lodwick there, uh, second grade.
0: Did you uh, always play defense, or did you play a little bit of midfield?
1: Yeah, started out as a midfielder, and then my brother Tyler was a couple years older than me was playing defense already in the YSC program. Um, so as soon as I got to third grade and we were actually playing games, I think they kind of just thought it was a natural fit for me to go down the defense, and the uh, rest is history.
0: Uh, did you uh, play, besides playing for YSC? did you play for any uh, club travel teams growing up?
1: No, just uh, just uh, no limit, and then obviously Yorktown ballers throughout the summer. Um, no no uh, legit club team, no. It was always just kind of playing with the Yorktown guys. Uh, and then we got the high school playing with our high school team in the summers.
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, you know, growing up, who were some of your favorite athletes? Either like in lacrosse, uh, maybe favorite lacrosse athletes, or just pro, pro uh, other pro sport athletes.
1: Obviously, growing up, 10 always he's growing up. Especially when I was really young, uh, third grade, fourth grade, John Rannigan. He had this 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 almost. All, everyone was in awe of him. He was kind of in the the in godlike sense, the way he was. I remember he was one of the first players I actually remember watching uh, going to the games when I was young with my dad and my brothers. And then from a pro sports perspective, definitely uh, Brett Favre, big Packer fan, uh, actually named after Brett Favre. So I uh, always loved watching him play. Kind of had that recklessness about him, just go out there and sling it. So I kind of always loved that.
0: They, uh, they won last night. Were you watching? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah of course. Another nice thing about being home, getting to watch a game with my dad, he uh, he gets super into it. So it's uh, always fun, especially on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, 100%. I know watching football with the family is always a big thing to do. Um, you know, did you play any other sports uh, growing up, maybe not uh, besides lacrosse?
1: Yeah, I played football from third grade through, through high school. I um, always loved playing football. Um, so big, I think, yeah, my favorite thing to watch is college football. Saturday in the fall, can't beat that getting up at you know early morning watching college game day and then the whole day watching college football is is one of my favorites so
0: what do you think's been your favorite game to watch so far this year
1: uh favorite game to watch this year uh i don't just now that at the sec championship alabama florida was fun to watch that shootout uh alabama going up earlier than florida clawing it back in uh it was kind of like whoever had the ball last you thought was going to win um so that, that was a good that was a good game to watch especially all the potential NFL talent on the field that was uh that was a cool game
0: I'm surprised I thought you were going to say uh the Maryland Minnesota game uh like a month ago on Friday night You remember yeah, that, that
1: game? Was, yeah that was an electric game too watching that with a, with a few of my buddies a couple of my roommates that was uh that was awesome yeah they seem like they got you know we're building on it they seem like they got a good thing going headed in the right direction with coach Loxley so um it, it's exciting times in College Park hopefully next year we we build on this, add a couple more wins, get the young guys in, and uh, exciting.
0: Uh, Raheem Jarrett. I mean, that guy, that kid, that kid's electric, man. That kid, he's a very good, he's a very good wide receiver. Same with uh, Tuwali Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. Yeah. He's a great quarterback. So I'm very excited to watch what uh Maryland can do football wise. I think they're going to be a pretty good program next year. Yeah, so, no um, Brett, uh, where'd you uh, play in high school?
1: I played at Yorktown High School.
0: You know, you're my, not first, not second, but you're my fifth Yorktown guest on this podcast. You know, we started off, I had Ty, I had Mr. Paul Carcaterra, and I had the Embry Bros. Now I got you. Hopefully I uh, build off that Yorktown pipeline going on. Yeah,
1: no doubt. All, uh, all great guys you just mentioned, and can't go wrong and get a Yorktown guy on here. Um, so can't say anything bad about all those guys growing up playing with the Embrys and and TYC, Ty Connington, Jose lives two houses down from me. So uh, it's uh, it's good thing going.
0: Yes, it is. And, um, you know, going into your Yorktown days playing at Yorktown High School, what do you think were some of the toughest games you played there?
1: Uh, toughest games. Uh, we actually played a pretty tough schedule. I think that was one of the, the advantages we had was uh, our coaches were able to schedule a tough regular season schedule for us. So. When it came playoff time, state playoff time, we were uh, ready to go up with some of the the Blue Buds powerhouse traditions of you know of New York State from Long Island and upstate. Um, toughest game, I mean, Chaminade, St. Anthony's, um, Darien were always really tough games. I remember 2016, my sophomore year, uh, played the Darien team, which was stacked. They were loaded with talent all over. I think that was probably one of the toughest teams we played against. So
0: here's a hypothetical question. So... You know, Yorktown goes in, they're playing a number one team, uh, number one nationally ranked team in the country. You guys come out in an OT win. What's the first song that's going in in the uh, Yorktown uh, locker room?
1: Ooh. Uh, probably, I just remember going back when we used to have big wins in high school, Levels by Avicii was always, uh, I think the first song that came on, I think that's probably a little, uh, a little basic, but you can't go wrong with that. Nothing gets the boys going like that
0: no remixes no one was a uh no one was a dj on the team no one came up with their own uh uh playlist and stuff like that
1: uh not the no one particularly stands out to me that had that was always on aux i think it was kind of an array of guys that it was always like the first one to the speaker would try and take it over but uh that one song stands out to me after a couple big wins
0: i think uh I always thought in my head that maybe J-Mo, DJ J-Mo, if he ever wanted to become a DJ, that'd be a pretty good name for DJ J-Mo.
1: Yeah, so he's gotten big into, into the techno dance music scene, I think, <laughs> since we graduated. But I don't remember him being too big into it in high school. So,
0: uh, Being a top-tier defenseman, unlike being an offensive player where a team can have, like, a, a game plan of trying to double uh, double cover up that, uh, that uh, player or just face guarding with a shorty, what would the game pa- game plans be like for you in high school or playing get What would the uh, game plans like being for you, like yeah. playing against you in high school?
1: I think at Yorktown, um, you know, I was super fortunate. We uh our D coordinator, Rob Doerr uh, played at Hopkins and then uh, played pro for a little bit. Uh, great lacrosse mind. So I think we kind of had an advantage there where, uh, you know, opposed to other teams where, you know, we played against great coaching staffs and, but uh, as far as a d- defensive perspective goes, I really don't think you could beat that in, in New York State. Um, but also, you know, being able to play great players around me, like, a, like you mentioned before, being able to play at Jose, uh, you know, guys like my brother Tyler, uh, you know, Brandon Rouse who, who played at St. Joe's, um, just you know, in goal, Liam Donnelly, he's currently playing at Albany. So uh, I think, you know, we are talented across the board, so that always helped. But I don't think we ever really did anything too complex going into to a game. We were very confident in our, in our one-on-one matchup. So, um, yeah, yeah, very lucky to play with the guys that I did in, in New Yorktown. And then especially having a defensive coordinator like Rob Doerr always helped.
0: Did the um how would you guys build chemistry you know between like the four the four like the three close defenders the goalie and the LSM how would you guys like you know communicate would you like would you guys always be like even on and off the field just trying to understand what each like what each other's play style is? how would you guys try and like talk to each other either on yeah, or off the I, field?
1: I think uh, an advantage of going up for York in Yorktown for us was we were always together where whether it was playing in the summer or going through YIC. You know, when you're playing with the same guys since since third grade all the way through, you kind of get a feel of uh, how certain guys play, um, you know, uh, their approach to playing defense or um, whatever it is. But I know just for us, too, even, you know, being so, you know, living so close to Jose, we were always getting together and, and going to the field together and, and and working on our game. So I think that was definitely a big advantage for us, opposed to you see now other towns, kids going all over the place to play with different club teams and, and, uh, and spread it out, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I just think for us growing up in Yorktown, we were always together, so that kind of helped us uh, naturally gain that chemistry.
0: Would you guys always do, like, during the summer or, like, after practice, would you guys ever try and play pickup games with each other, whether it was, like, like, non, like uh, I think what's called three-by with each other, even if it was yeah. just, like, a bunch of group of guys playing together?
1: I've actually never – I don't think I've actually played – actual three by the actual game of three by competitively i know that's a big thing for you know when you had the Embrys on here that was a big topic of the conversation but uh when we were in high school you know sunday or or whatever it was we were always trying to play fiddle it was a big thing at at team dinners get some fiddle lacrosse in and it got pretty competitive so um yeah yeah that was always fun
0: you think stuff like that is what helped uh like have what helped make your team have such good chemistry
1: yeah, no doubt. I think it was, you know, just something fun. Uh, you, you know, I think you're not even realizing it just by keeping the stick in your hands and and working on your your handle with the stick uh, in a fun, competitive way. And you know, guys just have that natural love for the game. So uh, you know, no matter what formula cross it is, anytime you get to play and make it competitive and get after, it's always fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. So. You know, going back into like game situations, like you're playing in the game or like you're down a couple of goals, did you ever feel like you needed to take the game into your own hands at some point?
1: Um, not really. I think as a defenseman, when it does get to that point, that's when you can kind of fall into the trap of, of taking yourself out of your of your game plan and getting in your own way. You know, uh, I think you got to pro- approach defense as. Yeah, you want to win your one-on-one matchup, but you also want to be a part of the bigger scheme of things, and and you know being part of the the team aspect of it is huge. You know, you can have the greatest game one-on-one, and that'll definitely help your team if you're you're going against the best opposing player. But if your whole team isn't into it and your teammates aren't into the into the scheme of things and understand um, what you guys are trying to accomplish for that game, that's when I think things can go a little haywire.
0: Mm-hmm. So you think that's what like almost separates offense and defense is that defense you have to stick to the plan if you want to win like you know offense offensive guys can almost like make up whatever they want I'm not saying they would but like if they don't they could they could kind of stick off to the script and just try and let the game flow to them or try and force it and sometimes it could work but you think defense that can never really work if you just try and force it too much
1: yeah no doubt I think uh everyone's got to be bought in it's it's almost kind of like football compared to playing defensive lacrosse it's you know, everyone's gotta be involved in, in the play and, and do their own piece, own part of the job to make it work. You know, if mm-hmm. um, you know, someone's playing great one on one defense, that's great, you know, but you also gotta be ready for that backdoor cut or you know, the attack when a midfielder off ball trying to cut the crease or whatever they're trying to do open a shot for themselves off ball. So it's kinda like that where it's it's a puzzle of a sort where everyone's gotta be ready and on their toes to, to do their own part.
0: Yeah, for sure. So going back to like when you were growing up, you had other brothers uh, in your household. So I'm guessing your mom had a uh, pretty hefty shopping list. But um, how did your brothers help contribute to uh, becoming the player you are? today?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have three brothers, two older. Uh, my oldest brother, Keith, uh, he has autism. And I think just for us, like growing up, that was always kind of like a motivation for us. We always kind of like used him as our why. Um, so that was big just for for motivational purposes. And then my, uh, my other older brother, Tyler, plays uh, at St. Joe's. Um, so I always looked up to him, especially when we were younger. He's two years older than me, so I never really got to play with him in YIC or, or over the summer. So when I got to high school and uh, I was able to play with him uh, my freshman, sophomore year and then be able to start down low with him his senior year, my sophomore year, that was really special. And then uh, even now, being back home, getting to train with him all the time and uh, you know always trying to just improve each other's games and uh, see what we can work on. And then my younger brother, Evan, is a senior at Yorktown now. He just committed to Pace to play midfield, so um, super excited for him. Um, and, and now he's, he's really coming to his own. He was kind of a late bloomer in the sense where uh, he was always a big kid, and now he's kind of putting it together, and he's, he's turning into a good player. So,
0: You know, having, like, older brothers, you know, I have older brothers uh, as well, you think having, you know, group of uh, like three other brothers helping like just growing up in the household helped like make you, you know, like your brothers are always fighting together, you know, pushing each other around. You think having your brothers around helped you become like, you know, gritty hard-nosed defenseman?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think especially when we were younger, we were always uh, unawaringly just super hard on each other, no matter what it was, whether we were playing Madden or or pick up hoops in the driveway, we were always super hard on each other. And uh, I think that's honestly helped us become, you know, better players and, and get us to where we are now. Uh, especially as we gotten older now, it's kind of just we're all we're all best friends. There's not as much fighting going on, but we still have that competitive edge to us. I know over quarantine, we were uh, in the driveway almost any day, or every day playing King of the Court basketball. So that got pretty heated, uh, led to a couple brawls, but uh, all in all, super thankful for those guys. So
0: you guys, uh, no blood, no foul when you play, when you're playing in the uh, when you're playing in the driveway.
1: Yeah, you call fouls, you can't play.
0: Okay, I like that. That's a, <laughs> that's a little scary. I don't. I don't think I can play ball like that. I think that's. <laughs> I that's a little scary for me. So yeah. you know, going into your summers, you know, play like playing uh, for Yorktown Ballers or the other travel team. Uh, the other travel team you played for. Uh, what was your recruiting process like, and why did you end up uh, choosing Maryland?
1: Yeah. Um, so my freshman year, uh, really took off. Where I went to. The Showtime, Peacock's event, Maverick Showtime. Uh, after that, played played there and then obviously being able to play at Yorktown. But I remember after Showtime, my freshman year, it really took off. Um, and then I, I always knew as soon as, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Maryland, I couldn't pass up on it. That was uh, always been a school I, I've wanted to play, especially when I was younger. The exposure Maryland got and watching um, all the great defensemen that, that have come through Maryland and all the great teams they have. And then especially once I really got to – to meet uh, Coach Tillman, Coach Bernhardt, um, I knew it was a no-brainer. Two awesome guys that that really care about you, not only as a cross player but a person, and want to see you grow on and off the field. So,
0: so seeing you know in the PLL these past two summers, you know the Whip Snakes have all Maryland guys, and you get to see how well Maryland has made defenders. Is that one of the reasons why you wanted to go as well? Like after, even though this is like future, but like future, but like watching them play in the 2015, 2016, 2017 national championship, did you kind of sense that Maryland is just this breeding ground for uh, defenders?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think uh, the rich tradition they have, you know, defensively is is definitely eye catching, uh, especially growing up being able to watch the Memorial day weekend for um, you know, all those years that they're, they're in the Final Four and the consistent se- success they've had. They've had um, you know, that's that's definitely a no-brainer and they'll definitely catch your eye being recruited. Um, and even now, you know, again to watch those guys in the PLL and, and then watch them do their thing, um, you know, that's super special. And I think uh, if you are a recruit and you see that and you play defense, that's something you can't pass up on. But Um, Yeah, even now, I like uh, watching those guys play. It's like they're kind of reading each other's minds, the way they slide. Everything's push-pull with those guys. So they got a good thing going. Fun to watch them play.
0: It's crazy because it's almost like they know what each other's – because they've played with each other for like seven or eight years now that they kind of know – how each, how each other play. And they could almost read each other's mind, which is like crazy to think about is that they yeah. can read each other's minds. And, you know, Lord knows what he's doing behind, like he knows every single step they take. He knows like, Every single move that like they're gonna do, how they're gonna slide, so they don't even if they didn't like if they they don't even need to communicate in a sense like speaking about like who's hot, who's on ball. It's just they know everything. Everything's gonna happen because they played with each other for so long. So I just think that's I think that's super interesting. You know, if you play for some if you play with a group of guys for so long that you kind of develop that almost like that sixth sense with each other.
1: Without a doubt, without a doubt.
0: So you arrived to the scene in College Park your freshman year. Uh, what were you trying to contribute as a freshman to a team that just made it to the Final Four of the past season and just won a national championship the year before that?
1: Yeah, I think for me my freshman year, um, I was just trying to come in and get better every day. I think when you're place at Maryland, there's no getting comfortable and there's no um, position that's locked up every single day. You got to kind of earn that respect and then give it back at the end of the day. It's kind of rented in that sense. Um, but, you know, there was so many great players around me, got to learn from great guys like Curtis Corley, uh, you know, Nick Brzezowski, uh, Danny Dolan, our goalie. So there was a ton of, ton of guys that I was able to learn from and, and, and be able to grow my game in a sense where I was kind of be able to piece it a little bit together and, and make my game its own unique thing while learning from those guys. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing was just trying to get better every day, especially as a freshman. When you come into a program like Maryland, the only thing you could really do is is keep your head down you know, really not really speak unless you're spoken to and kind of just keep grinding and, and stick to that grind.
0: Um, you know, going into uh, the preseason, how did you uh, how did you feel finally playing or like what was it like finally playing like division one lacrosse, like going into those scrimmage games or, you know, finally yeah. practicing up with
1: those guys? Yeah, I was definitely excited. I really don't think I was too, 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 too nervous just because when you're at Maryland, you're playing against some of the best guys in the country every single day. You're guarding a Jared Bernhardt or you're guarding a Logan Wisniewskis every day in practice. It's, uh, it's hard to not be confident going into a game situation. Um, but, yeah, especially with the guys that had them around me, they made sure I was comfortable and and, uh, and always had my back. I think the seniors now as a freshman did a good job of making sure I was comfortable and, and helping me out as much as possible where, where it was needed. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was uh, definitely exciting. Um, like I said, all the great players around me that I went against in practice definitely helped. So wasn't, uh wasn't too nerve wracking as I felt confident in my preparation.
0: What was like your like, realization that you were finally playing Division
1: One lacrosse? Mm, realize, uh, probably definitely. I know it sounds, I know a, a lot of guys would say this, but kind of just putting it on that jersey for the first time running out of the shell in Maryland stadium was probably when you're like, wow, this is, this is really happening. Like I, I'm doing this. Um, so yeah, that, that was definitely one of the coolest things, especially in college. There's so much that goes into it and so much preparation that leads up to it. You can kind of lose, uh, lose its glow a little bit, just cause you know, you're working so hard, you're doing so much on and off the field between school and lacrosse. And then when game day finally arrives, it's like, wow, this is, this is really it. You know, this is what all those hours and all that work has gone into. So. Definitely rewarding.
0: Yeah, for sure. I can imagine. And, you know, you were given the starting spot the first game at close defense. What was some things going through your mind? Did you, uh, did you feel f- prepared for the moment?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, like I said, uh, being at Maryland and playing in, in the Maryland you know, defensive system and going against um, such high-caliber players every single day definitely gives you that sense of preparation. Um, so I think kind of just going into that game, not not trying to do too much, just play within the system and, and, and be myself and, and not try to do too much, you know, stick to the system and, and play the best of my ability and trust my preparation and everything I did leading up to it.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, did you have any upperclassmen that helped you uh, grow both as a whole in the and as a person and in the sport of lacrosse? Some, some someone that you could look up to?
1: Yeah, I know definitely going into my freshman year at Maryland, having Curtis Corley there was, was big for me. Um, you know, Curtis is, is a big guy and, he you know, he's got this this big guy and, and almost made persona about him, but he was really, really patient with me and, and uh, took the time to help me. I know he probably handled it better than I would have now, um, you know, not blowing up on me. There were a few practices if I watched, watch the film now where I probably would have freaked out on myself, but he did a great job staying patient with me and helping me out. And then obviously having coach Bernhardt is, is big, you know, he really, he really gets it even now, you know, him still playing in the PLL and, and still being involved with the game as much as he is, he can really understand how the game has evolved and grown and the, the type of players that we're going against on offense. So he, uh, he's been big for me even even now just trying to, Uh, My biggest thing now is just trying to grow as as a cerebral player, obviously trying to get bigger, faster, stronger, but trying to understand the game better from, you know, whether it's watching film or um, watching how the offensive guys operate, just trying to understand, um, you know, that perspective of the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, what, like the lessons you learned your freshman year you know, with uh, with your buddy uh, Curtis and Coach Bernhardt. Do you think that, like, when you're, like, now since you're an upperclassman and, you know, there's going to be new kids coming in who probably going to make the same mistakes as you are, do you think you're going to be able to um, help teach those guys and help mentor them like you were mentored yourself?
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, That's definitely the goal. I think that's one of the great things about Maryland is that there is so many great players that are constantly coming through that, um, you get to pass, you know, the lessons that you've learned off to them. And it's kind of like that constant uh, evolving circle. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's definitely been cool, honestly, now being an older guy to, to pass off on the experience and the lessons I've learned and, um, to those younger guys. And, and for me especially, you know, I'm still learning. I feel like at Maryland I learned something new every day playing defense there, which is, which is one of the special things about it. Um, so anytime I can pick up something and then, and then pass it off to a guy, uh, kind of just trying to pay it forward.
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, fast-forwarding through the uh, 2019 season uh, to the playoffs, you guys take a uh, tough loss to UVA in the quarterfinals. You know, going into that postseason, what were some aspects of your game that you were trying to grow?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was a good playoff run. Definitely uh, a lot to be learned from it. Um, going into that, definitely as a freshman too, like I said, it was always kind of just trying to play within the system. And, and constantly get better and evolve my game piece by piece. But, uh, you know, you can always get better as a one-on-one defender, obviously, when you're guarding these attack uh As the weeks go on in the season, you get deeper into the season, the, the competition gets better. So uh, always trying to get ready there. And then obviously from, like I just mentioned, a mental perspective, just understanding what we're trying to do schematically better. And then anytime you're watching film and you could pick up something on a guy, whether it's a little thing, like he likes to do this when he gets the five and five or, uh, he likes to make this little move when he gets behind the goal or uh, if he's dodging you from up top, he likes, to, you know, split to his left hand and, you know, uh, little things like that stuff you can when you pick up on and and uh, try and dissect the game inside the game, I would say.
0: So when you headed back to you, uh, when you headed back home to Yorktown and, you know, the season was over and you still had the stuff to work on, like you're saying, did you have, like, your old friends back from high school, you know, whether it was, like, Jameson or Hunter helping you with that stuff and you helping – and vice versa, you helping them?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Um, Like I said, that's one of the great things about growing up in Yorktown, and even now there's a lot of guys that are still playing, um, which is always nice. So anytime you go to the field, get fours going or sixes going, um, it's always nice, especially, you know, with the Embrys, those guys are are competitors. And like I said before – he started the show. I think they're the two of uh, some of the best hidden, hidden talent in America right now. So it's only a matter of time before they get their, their spotlight. But even having my brothers, too, my brother Tyler, like I said, is playing defense right now at St. Joe's. So uh, anything he notices in my game or anything he notices in his game where we can improve upon, um, you know, we let each other know and try and help each other there. Are
0: there other uh, big uh, film sessions in the uh, May car household on, uh, yeah. on Saturday mornings?
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's uh, Especially me and my brother, we really don't get to see each other at all or talk to each other that much uh, in the spring just because, you know, you're so busy, you get caught up in the season, and, and uh, you know, there's so much going on. So uh, when we get home in the summer, we get to, you know, put each other's games on, whether it's on the huddle and plugging it into the TV and watch it and uh, call each other out if, you know, we missed the slide or, uh, you know, got beat behind the goal, whatever it is. So That's
0: awesome. That's, that's awesome to have with your brother. It's, that's a very yeah. cool thing. So uh, year two rolls around this past 2020 season, you know, Maryland's winning, but, you know, they're they're struggling defensively. You know, as a guy who played all of last season, who, uh, you know, who started all the games, did you realize that you're going to need to be a leader, even though you were still an underclassman?
1: Yeah, no doubt. I think we were a pretty new defense last year, bringing in Nick Grill, transfer from Marquette, uh, Jake Higgins, Cleveland State transfer. And then all around as a defense, we were pretty young. You know, John Geppert was moving uh, from down low to, you know, long pole. Matt Redhill was playing some close defense, playing some long stick maybe for us. So, Uh, And then Justin Sherrod played played a lot for us as a true freshman. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, new guys involved with the defense. And I think kind of we just had to build on that chemistry. We were learning how each other played. Um, And I think we were kind of headed in the right direction. We were definitely trending upward before the season got canceled. So now going into this year just trying to build on that chemistry and understand how each other plays Um, so yeah it's this year is going to be exciting you know last year wasn't necessarily going the way we wanted but I think we got the right guys and and guys that that want to improve it more than anything and and I'm confident that we will
0: for sure so you know after after the 2020 season gets canceled you know what were some of your initial thoughts with your teammates and like How were you still trying to, after the season was canceled, how were you still trying to grow as a player while you were home?
1: Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely tough. Um, You know, obviously for a lot of people, that was unlike anything. I think anyone's, anyone's experienced, but um, yeah, going home middle of the spring was, was different. Kind of just like caught in a, in a shock for a little bit, few days. And then, um, you know, you kind of realize it's time to get back to it and back to the grind. So uh, I know my brothers and i we we have like a, a hill right down the road we were doing that for for a while just running the hill and then uh, we got a squat rack and a little gym set up in our garage so we were kind of in there in there every day and then obviously like I said playing that king of the court in the driveway got pretty competitive so um yeah we probably took took a week off let it sink in and then and then was back to it so
0: who uh who uh squatted the most and who benched the most in the uh, make our household <laughs>
1: I think my brother Tyler had me, got me on bench, and then I think I definitely could take, take the squat award there.
0: What about deadlift? No deadlift, or is just squats?
1: Yeah, deadlift, I would say myself, too. Lower body, I think I have my brother Tyler beat, but upper body, he, uh, he's got me, I think, a little bit there.
0: And your younger brother didn't beat you in any
1: no, Evan. Evan's getting there. though, little by little. Every time I come home, I feel like he's grown another inch or he's put on another five pounds of mass. So he's he's catching up for sure. I'm I'm the short one now. I can't stand next to those guys in pictures. They uh, they're looking over me.
0: You're over six foot. You're over six foot, right? So must yeah, They must be, they
1: yeah, must be Tyler, what Tyler, six three. Yeah, yeah Tyler's tall. Tyler's probably six three, and then I think Evan Evan's up there now too. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm the short one of the group. They got me there
0: if that's what you guys call short then i must be a midget i'm five eight so that's uh well that's not the worst thing in the world um you know what were some other ways you spent you know besides training with your bros uh what were some other ways you spent your quarantine
1: um me and my brothers rewatched all the marvel movies i already watched them before but my younger brother got really into it so we watched all the marvel movies as a family um uh other than that nothing nothing too crazy i feel like a lot of the time we were in the garage or we're playing basketball in the driveway trying to do stuff competitive we made a couple madden franchises uh with a fantasy draft which was fun um so yeah
0: you kick out any uh tv shows where it's just strictly
1: marvel movies yeah, I'm not a huge Netflix guy. I rewatched Entourage on uh, HBO. I, a got to
0: show, I got an Entourage. I got an one sec. I'll show it to you right. now. I got my Entourage poster yeah. in the back right now. I didn't know you're a big yeah, Entourage guy. I love that. Yeah, Who's your favorite I character? Uh,
1: I like E. I like E. He's got a little fire in him. You know, he's the short Irish guy, but he doesn't take crap from anyone. So I appreciate that's that. Cool.
0: I was. Yeah. I thought. I thought. I thought you would be a Johnny drama guy. I'm a big Johnny drama. Yeah, guy. Yeah,
1: lo- love drama too. Uh, But yeah, I love Entourage. We watched through my freshman year in Allegheny Hall, all the kids in my class. We, uh, in the spring, J-term too, when we go back in January, we're like the first guys back on campus early January. So there's really not much going on besides the cross. So we started Entourage and and midway through the spring, we were done with it. So great show, how to rewatch it.
0: For sure, 100%. So, you know, this past fall, what was it like going back onto a campus and then finally start playing some lacs for the first time since, you know, since your season got canceled?
1: Yeah, definitely different. Um, you know, when we first got there, we didn't have like the okay from the university to practice yet. So we were going to local parks with some of the guys on our teams, trying to get work in any way we can. And, uh, you know, we had a little, Squat rack set up in our neighbor's garage. A couple of guys that are, are in my class. So kind of trying any way to, to find a way to, to work out and, and get a sweat in. But uh, yeah, it was definitely different. Something you had to adjust to. But like this year, uh, you got to be on your toes for anything, ready for anything. And and um, so it was definitely different. But once we got to be able to get the pads on and get back out there with the boys, it uh, made you realize how much you took for granted. You know, even something simple, just um, being able to practice with you know your teammates is. It's something I know I personally took for granted before uh, everything that went on happened. So uh, even now, you know, looking forward to going back in January and not going to take even the opportunity to play a game for granted. So,
0: yeah, for sure. I think I think for a lot of people, it's the first time since they were probably born or before they can walk, they didn't play lacrosse in the spring, you know, lacrosse, you know, from. January even if you're in high school from January you're doing preseason with your boys just early morning workouts and stuff like that until late May maybe even August late May to August you know if you're playing summer too it's the long stint of just playing lacrosse constantly and then just not and then that like abruptly from middle of March to now just not like not suiting up with your uh, with your boys playing is is something weird because you know it's just like it's a second nature for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt, without a doubt.
0: So uh, what was it like playing with the new guys that uh, came on campus, whether it was the freshman or some guys that transferred in, like uh, Griffin Brown or um, Eric uh, from Hobart? What was his, what's his yeah. name?
1: Eric Holden. Yeah, yeah they're, uh, they're great guys, two great additions for us, and I think they're going to be, you know, like I said, uh, you know, big contributors for our team, both super competitive guys. And, uh, you know, love having them aboard. And then as far as, you know, defense goes, I think what's something that's cool about, uh, you know, being in college is every single year, the new guys coming in and, and getting to get to know those guys, um, you know, coming from different all areas of the country. And, uh, you know, everyone has a different way they think about lacrosse. So just kind of see that when you're, when you're playing with them on the field. And, and like I said before, just trying to offer them any advice I possibly can. It's, uh, it's an exciting year. I love the group we have and, and looking forward to getting back after with them in January. And
0: what are you looking forward to most in your upcoming, you know, hopeful 2021 season?
1: Yeah, I think just for us, like I said, last year, we were super young on defense. Uh, first time a lot of those guys were playing with each other, playing, you know, for Maryland. Um, so, like I said, just being able to build on that chemistry we had last year, I think we were trending in the right direction. And now just trying to put it all together and, and uh, you know, hopefully having a successful season.
0: For sure. So my last question for you today is going to be a two-part question. So to incorporate the name of the podcast, you know, low to high. Uh, I'm going to ask you what have been some of your lows while playing lacrosse? Could be like a missed pass, a tough game you yeah. lost, you know, an embarrassing moment on the field. What do you think that would be for you?
1: Uh, a low? I, I definitely think the lows probably stick with you more, but um, probably that last game against Virginia my freshman year, um you know that was the ending of our season that was the last end of a season that i had that you know i expected last year ended abruptly so uh but yeah that's kind of stuck with me and that's been one of the sources of motivation for me going forward was you know we're up 12-7 playing you know on long island i'm a new york guy had a bunch of family there friends there and uh you know i kind of remember christian Zawadzki scoring the last goal we scored to make it 12-7 and i was kind of like wow this is happening like we're going to the final four like this is something that I dreamed about. One of the reasons, you know, I came to Maryland and then, you know, it was kind of like just switched, you know, before you could even, you know, blink, it was tie game. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it didn't end the way we wanted. So that's always, that's kind of been, uh, and it was also a good realization for me. You could realize playing the game across, it's a game of runs and, and playing at the college level, how fast, how fast things can turn. Um, so just kind of always using that as motivation and, and hopefully not having a game or, or season end like that again.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cross gave them momentum. So it's all about, you know, who's ever riding high is gonna, is gonna come out on top. But, you know, it is it is I mean, I don't wanna say what it is, what it is, because you know, yeah. I wasn't playing in that game and you know, I, I probably will never get into a moment like that. So I can't I can um I can't feel for you on that. I watched I was watching the game, but I I, I assume that was a very, very tough loss. So, you know, going with your lows, what have been some of your highs while playing lacrosse? It would be a huge game you won, you know, a crazy goal you had. What do you think that would
1: be for you? Um, probably going back to high school. I know for me, like I said before, never really getting to play with my brother when we were younger. So his senior year, my sophomore year, being able to, you know, play down low with him. And then obviously playing with, you know, a guy like Jose, who I grew up with. Um, you know, lives two houses down the street was pretty cool. Us being able to all play together down low. Um, and then you know, winning the state semifinal game against Shoreham uh, at Hofstra was pretty exciting. Again, to go to the state championship, so that's definitely something I'll never forget.
0: So, I know JMO told me this, uh, but that Shorm game, he said he told me there was 10,000 people in the stands. Can you confirm this?
1: Uh, 10,000 may might be a stretch. Um, Probably more than 5,000, but I don't know about 10,000.
0: Were there a lot of people? Do you think there was a lot of people? Yeah, there, there,
1: there was a lot of people there. That was always special about Yorktown. It was No matter if it was a football game or a lacrosse game, they always showed out and supported. For sure. But no doubt.
0: Brett, thank you so much for coming on the Load of High podcast. Uh, wish you a happy new year, and I'm looking forward to watching you play in the uh, hopeful upcoming 2021 season.
1: Yeah, no, thank you, Paul, for having me on. Uh, you got a good thing going, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, doing your part to grow the game and uh, always here to support a Westchester guy. So you're doing a great job, man.
0: I won four, baby. Let's go. Thank you That's so it. much, man.
1: Yes, sir. You got it, Paul.